You are listening to Sheep Might Fly, a podcast of serialised fiction written and read by Tansy Rayner Robbins. This is Castle Ever After, a sequel which is set three years after Castle Charming. Uh, you can listen to the previous Castle Charming stories here on the podcast if you scroll back far enough. You can also download a free copy of this novella from BookFunnel which includes bonus scenes that I wrote for my Kickstarter supporters back in 2020. Castle Ever After Chapter 5 Do You Take This Dragon? This was bad. Kai could not quite remember a situation ever being this bad before, and that was saying something with his family history. Cyrus looked cold-eyed and broken and he commanded the Snow Queen's soldiers. There were dozens of them, blank-faced, painted toys. Some of them had weird, twisted heads that made them look more like rats than people. Even now, with so many soldiers in the throne room standing still, Kai could hear more coming, their footsteps vibrating the snowy walls. Camilla was too far away from Kai. Dennis and Zee were on the far side of the throne room. The people nearest to him, well, they were Dennis's family, and Kai wasn't stupid. He knew the chances were very high that these giant, muscular young men would thump him rather than welcome him to the family, if they knew what he was to Dennis. He was pretty sure the talking cat knew everything, and could not be trusted to keep its mouth shut. It just kept looking at him. And now, To top it all off, the Snow Queen was not only here in the throne room with them, she had transformed into a dragon. A dragon. A tall, sparkling, toffee-coloured dragon that was still somehow smooching up to Cyrus, like they were about to announce their engagement. Cyrus placed a loving hand on her snout, and then hauled himself upwards, seating himself on her back. Kai felt the magical tattoo on his arm pulse, hard, and he knew that it meant Camilla was about to do something stupid. Too far away. Cyrus, said Camilla, stepping closer to their brother and the dragon. We love you. You have to come home with us. Their older brother's eyes glittered like mirrors, like icicles. This is my home now. Why would I go back? For the wedding? To watch my younger screw-up of a brother take everything that should be mine? Camilla's magic flared in her shock. Kai felt its echo in his own. What are you saying? Bitterness and anger poured off Cyrus. It wasn't just the strange livery that made him look like another person. Beneath him, The toffee dragon looked unbearably pleased with herself. Father's barely with us anymore. Mother still hasn't announced her heir. We all know why. She wants her successor to be settled. And now Chase is marrying the one prince she actually likes. Harsh but fair. Kai had long resigned himself to Queen Ella being fonder of Prince Zialin than any of her own children. He hadn't realised the others felt that too. So what? said Camilla, sounding baffled. 
you think she'll name Chase and Zed as her heirs? Why would that matter? None of us want it anyway. I'm the eldest, said Cyrus. It's my birthright. My wife should be queen of charming. Camilla gave a not-too-diplomatic bark of laughter. Your wife? Cyrus, if the next words out of your mouth are I'm going to marry this dragon, we are about to have one hell of an intervention. Kai was finding it hard to hear what they were saying, because Dennis's brothers behind him were muttering to themselves. Is that? Yeah, it's got to be. But he doesn't look... I know, right? Just as Kai was going to impatiently ask if what was happening right now was not interesting enough for them, one of the brothers pushed forward, seizing the arm of one of the brightly painted soldiers. Will! Mate! Is that you? You've got to come home. Maisie's worried sick. The soldier slammed out one arm, knocking him to the floor. The girl with the cat, Dennis's sister, Kai was pretty sure, Janet, reacted first, throwing her cat into the face of the soldier. In the same instant, she drew a short sword and lunged at the soldier, though one of her brothers caught her around the waist to stop her. It occurred to Kai too late that he had been worrying about the wrong siblings. More fighting broke out. As if a signal had been given, the soldiers closed in, and everyone who was not a soldier started fighting them. Kai ducked and dodged, trying to get to Camilla. Something shattered, and Kai looked up just in time to see a flailing chase and a far too calm Zed falling from the ceiling. He flung his magic up to catch them, and felt Camilla's lash out alongside his to help. Something very cold stung his eye. Kai blinked, but it only lodged deeper. And then, well, he pretty much stopped caring about everything after that. Except, of course, that he must serve his queen. Chase had no idea how this had happened. He didn't have magic. Kai and Camilla were the ones with phenomenal cosmic power tied up in their pinky fingers or their black and white art tattoos or whatever, that was their thing. Cyrus was the one who was going to be King of Charming someday. Cammy and Kai were the ones with super powerful magic and Chase was the one who had nothing going for him. Except for some reason he had managed to convince Zeelian of Zix to marry him. After proposing to Jack for years, it had come as something of a shock to do it with someone prepared to say yes. He had wanted so badly to get through the damned mirror and get to his siblings, especially once their voices started floating up to him, once he heard what Camilla was saying to Cyrus and what Cyrus said in return. He wanted it so badly that his fingers were fizzing with it, the desperation to get through, to get to them, to be in the same danger they were in. Too late, it occurred to him that the fizzing feeling in his fingers might mean something else, but by then he could feel the mirror giving way beneath his touch. Hang on to something, he yelled to the others. Amira, who could always be counted on to save herself, grabbed onto the nearest bath. Zed, who could not be trusted to make sensible choices ever, wrapped one arm around Chase's waist. 
That's not what I meant, protested Chase, but he was already falling. Dennis shielded his eyes as glass and ice and snow rained down upon them. He shielded Zee's eyes too when she automatically looked up. I know, I know, basic fairy tale self-preservation, she grumbled. At least I didn't fall through a ceiling like some people. Across the throne room, they saw Camilla lower Chase and Zed to the ground safely, her tendrils of ink-black magic wrapped around them. Chase ignored them all, marched up to the sparkly toffee dragon and hauled his brother off its back. You and I need to talk, he yelled at Cyrus and dragged him off up one of the nearest tunnels. I mean, that's one way to sort things out, said Zee. Oh, hell, said Dennis, realising that his own siblings were all involved in some kind of punch-up with the toy soldiers. Speaking of things to sort out, Kai was with them. Kai and his brothers. What had he said to them? What had they said to him? As he hurried across the gleaming ice floor, he saw Kai move away from Dennis's brawling siblings, down towards the throne and Camilla and the dragon. By the time Dennis got to the other side of the throne room, all three of his brothers, Eb, Martin and Barnaby, were being held against the nearest wall by the stiff soldiers of the Queen. One of the soldiers had grabbed Janet too, the only one of his siblings still struggling, because she never did know when to quit. Another soldier held her bloody cat. Rada, the sensible one in all things except for having married Barnaby in a weak moment, was the only member of his family who was present and not actually under some form of arrest. She caught at Dennis's arm. It's Will, she said. The Snow Queen got him. Can't you see? And yes, it was. Will the blacksmith's son. Dennis hadn't seen him in years, what with one thing and another. First boy he ever loved, and the reason he was kicked out of home in the first place. Will looked awful, but that was mostly because his face was painted like a wooden toy, and his eyes gleamed with that same not-here-anymore brightness as the rest of the soldiers. Is that why you're here? Dennis asked, to get him back. Oh, that's right, said Rada. Maisie sent us. She's supposed to have the baby any minute. She's worried sick. Dennis shook his head. Doesn't anyone back home read fairy tales? A pregnant wife would be a lot more use around here than a mob from the village. His sister-in-law put her hands on her hips. You can criticise when you've given birth to twins. Enough twins around here already. Dennis turned, looking for Kai. He was here a minute ago, wasn't he? You're like you're an expert on fighting magic, our den, grumbled Eb. I am, actually. Shit. Kai was all the way over there, down by the throne. What was he doing? Dennis took off in his direction, ignoring the protesting shouts of his brothers. They could wait. Camilla lashed out an arm as he got close to the toffee dragon. Dennis, don't! What are you... And then he saw it. Kai was close, too close to that sparkling monster. As Dennis watched in horror, Kai climbed on the back of the dragon. 
His eyes gleamed with that same remote I'm-not-here glow as the toy soldiers, as Cyrus. What the hell are you doing? Dennis raged up at him. Serving my queen, said Kai, with a chilly smile. Do I know you? Chase dragged Cyrus halfway along the tunnel and threw him to the ice. He was so angry he couldn't think straight. Do you really mean that? he yelled at his twin. All that crap you were spouting about me marrying Zed so I'd be picked as the heir. What the actual fuck, Cyrus? They hadn't always understood each other, he and Cyrus. They processed their pain in parallel, channeling their self-destruction separately, each in ways the other couldn't quite touch. Cyrus was all about control, with his obsessive exercising and monitoring of food. Chase was more about escape, whether it was dragging his brother to a nightclub in the middle of nowhere or standing on the edge of a tower, contemplating oblivion. But they'd been there for each other, always. There was no one Chase loved as much as Cyrus, no one he feared losing more than his twin. It was horrifying now to stare down at him, seeing that blankness behind his eyes. It only made him angrier. I know it's a lie, said Cyrus, with a horrible twisting smile. You and the Prince of Zix. Did you think I wouldn't know? That's not... Chase stopped. Of course Cyrus knew. He'd figured they'd have this conversation at some point, but he hadn't imagined it like this, in a snowy tunnel with his brother all sneering and unrecognisably cruel. The whirlwind romance, all the staged smooches for the quills and the monochromes, both of you plastered over all the newspapers, right when our family needed some good publicity. Prince Zeolin gets to make a home here, well away from the family who treated him badly. His sister gets an excuse to stick around as kingdom champion. All so convenient. Was it even your own idea, or was it all mother? There was so much bitterness in Cyrus's voice, though he sounded more himself than he had in ages. Was this actually how he felt? It, it wasn't like that, Chase protested. It was a lot like that. Cyrus was making it sound calculated, though, and that wasn't at all how it had happened. It had started out as a flirtation, and some very fun times in bed, and somewhere along the way he didn't even remember if it was Zed's idea or his own, but it was definitely a joke at first. The idea took hold. They could have the big wedding, take the pressure off their siblings, have a future with someone they liked, instead of all this endless matchmaking with strangers. When you were royal, you got used to the idea you wouldn't get to choose, and you wouldn't get to fall in love. The idea of choosing a friend, someone you could trust to be on your side forever, well, there was a reason Chase had been proposing to Jack all these years. Jack, frozen and horribly still on the floor back at Castle Charming. Mother. Everyone. None of this matters, Chase said roughly. You can't choose a fairy tale monster over us. We have to bring the Snow Queen down together. Never! Cyrus screamed and lunged up at him. 
Chase tackled his brother to the ground. Cyrus writhed underneath him, and he didn't feel human anymore. Snake scales slid under Chase's hands. He hung on regardless, and his brother transformed into something else, all fur and claws and teeth. Chase, said a horrified voice behind him. Zed, of course, always seeing him at his worst. Stay back, warned Chase. I've got this. He was bleeding. The creature that used to be his brother had clawed him across the back. Still, he hung on. Cyrus burst into flame. Chase closed his eyes, held on tighter, and let them both burn. The pain and heat washed over him like it would never end. And then it stopped. Cyrus was crying. Chase was crying too. They were both wet, like someone had thrown a bucket of water over them. But Chase looked into his brother's eyes and he saw Cyrus, warm and familiar. You're back. Ugh, said Cyrus. Get off me, you weigh a ton. He was laughing and looked kind of scared and miserable at the same time. Chase punched his brother lightly and got to his feet. There was blood everywhere, but he couldn't feel any wounds on his shoulder anymore, so that was... Something else slammed into him, pushing him against the nearest wall of the tunnel. It was Zed, and his hair smelled amazing, like always. He buried his face in Chase's neck as he hugged him. You bastard! Never do that again! I mean... No promises, said Chase, and patted him awkwardly. You know you don't have to pretend, right? We just had this whole conversation about how Cyrus totally knows we faked our relationship, and... Shut up, said Zed, and kissed him. Kissing was the bit they'd been good at, both of them. Also, the sex. And the whole friendship, really. Working as a team, from everything to annoying the Sarge, to planning the world's most extra bachelor party and the private jokes and, wait, were they actually in a relationship? Chase would have asked the question, but his betrothed seemed really keen on kissing him right now. Who is he to argue? So this is adorable, said Cyrus, from the far end of the tunnel with a familiar sarcastic tone that Chase had never thought he'd miss. But you're going to want to see this. Kai's boyfriend just punched a dragon. Thank you for listening to Sheep Might Fly. You can sign up to my author newsletter for updates. Follow me on Twitter at TansyRR or at Sheep Might Fly. Find me on Facebook at TansyRR Books. And if you like this podcast, consider supporting me at Patreon, where you can receive all kinds of cool rewards, early ebooks, and exclusive stories for a small monthly pledge. See you next week for the final episode of Castle Ever After.